I don't think I ever did a whole series on first fruits. I mentioned it before, but not a whole series on it. And if I have, it's been a little minute. But this month of January, I know we normally talk about giving, but not, we're never really about first fruit. And this year we chose a theme for Thrive and Explore in 2024. Say it with me. Thrive and Explore in 2024. The month of January we have set aside time to explore first fruit giving. Exploring first fruit giving. I want to talk um, with you all, the rest of you all that are here, the significance and the blessings of first fruit. Say it with me, the significance and the blessings of first fruit. Now, I'm going to go ahead and, 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 and establish this. I have a lot of scriptures I'm going to read today because I have to build my case because a lot of us have not. Um, maybe we've read over them, but we haven't stopped to really analyze them. So I'm going to do that today. And it would really be to your advantage if you have the notes from our Bible app. It would be to your advantage today. But if you don't have it, you have it on, they got it, they're going to have it on screen. They're going to follow with me real swift. So if somebody's sitting beside you and say, what he's talking about? The app, just, ha it's real simple, just, if you're outside somebody, just tell them, you can show them how to do it on their phone, download the Winning Church app, and uh, I purposely put those notes there for you, you know why? So you can go home and do your own personal study, so that you can get, grab grips of, on what I'm going to say today. You will see that Harvey B. is not making this up, and that it is clear from generation to generation what God intended. Now, in principle, we will find that God is not going to change. What he said on yesterday, he means today. Now, you may not be in a horse and buggy, but you're in a car now, if you're understanding what I'm saying. But all of it was for its time to be used for transportation to get you from point A to point B. Because when they were walking and they created wheels to drive carts, they thought that they were doing something. For, for their day, they was, man, they, were, they had it going on. But how many of you know since that time we have advanced? And then we think how many people are thankful that we have advanced. Man, you can put your car and it'll tell you that you will be at the winning church in 15 minutes. There is a revealing of overwhelming blessings that come with the giving of first fruits. I'm going to read three scriptures and I'm going to come back to them, but I just want to read them first and then we're going to come back to them. But I want to take my time if you don't mind. Proverbs 3 and 9 says, Honor the Lord with thy substance 
and with the first fruits of all thine increase. Verse 10 says, so shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. Romans 11 and 16 says, for if the first fruits be holy, the lump is also holy, and if the fruit be holy, the root be holy, so are the branches. Leviticus 23 and 10 says, when you come into the land which I give you and weep, reap its harvest, then you shall bring a sheaf of the first fruit of the harvest to the priests. It is to be set apart as holy unto God. Now, for us to grasp, I really want us to grasp this. Would you just bow your head just for a moment? Let me just do a little quick prayer. Oh, Lord, our God, the Bible says that you have been our dwelling place from generations past. Before the mountains were brought forth, or even before thou formed the earth, even from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. And for this reason, we give you thanks and praises. We honor your holy name and we say thank you because you do always open our ears to hear the truth in your word and to see the blessing inherent in it. And so today, Father, please open our ears to hear again and our eyes to see the secrets of overwhelming blessings in your word and help us to be diligent enough to do accordingly. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. The Bible is replete with virtually inexhaustible provision for man's comfort here on earth and in eternity. The oldest singular limitation is man's refusal to simply obey the word of God. Third John 2, for instance, reaffirmed God's persistence intention and plans for man. It says, behold I wish above all things that thou mayest, what? Prosper and be what? In health even as thy soul prosper. So however God not wanting to appear to be a, a man as a dictator, listen to this and I wrote it down for you, he grants man the free will to enjoy virtually endless benefits only on the conditions of total obedience. Say that with me, total obedience. To the giver of these benefits, who is the almighty God. So therefore, today we need to know the significance of first fruit and why is it so important? Why does the scripture implore us to do this? God instructed Moses to expose the secret of overwhelming blessings to his chosen nation of Israel. Moses is ob obeyed God by starting the condition preceded to man enjoying God's overwhelming blessings. And so in the book of Exodus and Leviticus and Numbers and Deuteronomy, Moses stated the significance of first fruit offerings in not less than 13 occasions. Exodus 23 and 19 stipulates strict obedience to giving the first fruit offering. He repeated this again in Exodus 36 and 20, 34 and 26. 
to remove any ambiguity on the significance of first fruit. God expressly instructed Moses again in Leviticus 23 and 10 that the euphoria of victory and celebration of wonderful accomplishment must not be allowed to obliterate accomplice with the instruct with his instructions on the first fruit offering. And so for, for brevity, let us itemize important points to note on first fruit offering. If you're taking notes and you say, I don't have it, I'm going to write it down, this is what I want you to do. It's going to be up on the screen. Take pictures of it. Do whatever you got to do. Number one, the significance is first fruits must be taken to God's house. That's very significant. It's very significant. It must be taken where? All right. Exodus 23 and 19. Look at it. it says the first of the first fruits, and I, I emphasized that on last week. The first of first fruits, which you got an S on it, mean that you're going to have more than one first fruit. You're going to have several in the year. Good God Almighty. That means God about to bless your socks off right there. The first of the first fruits of thy land, thou shalt bring them into. The house of the Lord thy God. See, I, I do this, I teach like this so you can see that I'm not making this up. But then something happened while I was reading and studying this. I said, God, how did this, how did this come together? It says, thou shalt not see a kid in his mother's milk. Have you ever read that before? He said, sometimes we read stuff and we don't go to try to research to see what that means. Why would he throw that in there? He says it again in Exodus 34 and 26, if you would turn there. said, the first of the first fruit of thy land, thou shalt bring unto the house of the Lord thy God. Thou shalt not see a kid in his mother. What? How did he put that in? That don't look like that go together. See, what you got to understand, in, in here, a kid was a young goat. That was not to be boiled in the milk of the mother goat. Look how y'all looking at me. You ain't, you ain't looked at this one, have you? Some of you preachers ain't even looked at this one. See, a pagan practice of the Canaanites in which they served other gods, they would take the milk of the mother goat and boil the kid goat in it. And so Israel was prevented from copying pagan idolatrous uh, ritualism. That's what the pagans did and how they celebrated their God. And so God said, do not practice this ritual. Instead, give your first fruit of the first the first of the first fruits to God and bring it into the house of God to the priest to bless it. Don't do what the pagans do with their God. Don't you do that. That's how they celebrate their God. But what I want you to do to let me know that we got a connection, you bring your first of your first fruit that I have blessed you with and you give that unto me in the house of God, bring it to the priest. That's how I want you to do it. 
Another option suggests that the dead kid or dead goat was being born in a very substance which had sustained its life, hence the prohibition. You don't boil a kid goat in that came in, in, the, in the very stuff that came from the mother's womb. That was a pagan practice. And right here and right now, God don't want his people to jump on the bandwagon and practice paganism or pagan worship or pagan rituals when you can talk to the almighty God. So the first thing that's significant is that we got to bring it to God's house. Number two, first fruit often must be delivered to the priests of the nation, otherwise known as the high priest as at then in Israel. Well, in Leviticus 23 and 10, it says, Speak unto the children of Israel, say unto them, When you come into the land which I give unto you, and shall Weep the harvest thereof, then shall ye bring the sheaf of the first fruit of your harvest unto the priests. Now, they say, well, you know, we don't, we don't, in our churches, we don't have the priests like they do in some of the other religions. But now there's significance of the priests, and there's a significance of the prophet. Back then, you had priests and you had prophets. Now, the priests would go to God on the behalf of the people. Right? The priests would come to God and say, listen. Would you have mercy or show grace on the people? And a priest had the most dangerous job back then that there was. Because when he come to God on the behalf of the people and he allowed himself to get wrapped up with the sins of the people and he bring himself before God. God, he might not leave out of the presence of God. So the priest could necessarily just die right there on the spot. Because he's going to God on the behalf of the people. Man, if God didn't have grace and mercy like he did, uh, like he do, does now uh, 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 back then, we won't have a whole lot of folk jumping up talking about they want to be a priest. I asked some of y'all, would y'all want to trade play? Uh-uh, not me. No, no. And then a prophet was not liked by the people because they, the prophet would go to the people on the behalf of God. God from God. God sent that prophet to tell the people what he said, and the people say, We ain't listening to nothing you saying. So, one, 
will be unliked by the people, and the other one, if he came not correct, would not be liked by God. So as a part priest, part prophet, you're in between God and the people. And so God said, all right, I got chosen ones that I'm going to talk to, and I want them to represent me. And if they don't represent me right, their life might be short. I've seen that happen in our day. And so, thus, priests and prophets had the utmost respect because people knew they were between a rock and a hard place. You mean to tell me I got to be responsible for whether or not you get what you need from God and God, I got to give these people what you say I'm responsible for both sides. I'm telling you right now, we better stop playing church. I'm going to tell you right now, please pardon me, forgive me, but you are not that important for me to miss God, miss heaven. Nobody is. Lady was so upset about the fellow who murdered her child. She said, I'll never forgive him. If that means that I'm not going to go to heaven, then I'm not going. Now, she made that man more important than her relationship with God. Now, yeah, it's sad that she murdered your son, whatever like that, but here's, here's the deal. You still got to talk to God. You still got to meet God. I don't care what you go through. After you get through wiping your tears, crying your eyeballs out, you still got to meet God. Third re reason why this is significant, the first fruit often shall apply to all a man engages in for his livelihood. Ooh, that's good. Deuteronomy 18 and 4 says, The first fruit also of thy corn and of thy wine and of thine oil and the first of the fleece of thy sheep shall thy give him. Somebody says, ooh, see there? That, that, that's not, no, no, I wouldn't want you to say that. I'm talking. I'm just talking in third person. Somebody say, ooh, now see there? What happened? See, I see that bishop. It didn't say nothing about money. It didn't say nothing about coins. It didn't say nothing about dollars. It said that corn. It said wine. It said oil. It said the fleece of the sheep. Well, wait a minute now. What they used for medium exchange and their livelihood back then is different than what we get now for our livelihood. God said, I want you to give something that's important to you, that's valuable to you. Back then, that was valuable. 
That was their medium of exchange. That's how they got their goods. What do you give for exchange now? You go to the counter and give what? Y'all better say it. Some of y'all ready to eat now. When you leave here, you're going to go get something. They're going to want something for exchange. What you going to give them? So don't, 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 don't play them. I'm, I'm preaching in principle. Don't try to get cute. I'm not a farmer. I don't have any corn, no grain. I don't have any wine. I don't have any oil. Don't get cute. God said, give it to him. Whatever the plot to cause you to engage in your livelihood, how you make your livelihood, God says, I want you to give the first fruit from that. This is very significant. Very significant. Fourth thing that's significant is the giving of first fruit must be accompanied with worship. Oh, God, I love this right here. Deuteronomy 26 and 10 says, and now, when? Now. Behold, I have brought the first fruit of the land which thou, O Lord, has given me. Look at what Moses is saying here. Whatever you've given me, God, I bring it to you, and thou shalt set it before the Lord thy God. And watch this. And worship before the Lord thy God. Anytime you're giving God something, it should be an act of worship. When you see people giving and they're giving on the altar, when they're giving their tithes and all, and they skip it around, they are worshiping as unto the Lord. Anytime, why are you worshiping God? I'm worshiping the God that gave it to me in the first place. I'm worshiping him because I know he's going to bless me with more. If he gave me that, he can give me more. So I come to worship him with my first fruit. I come to worship him with my giving. If you don't want me to worship God, then move somewhere else. Because he's going to give me some more and whatever he's about to give me, it's going to blow my mind. I'm about to mess you up with the worship that I'm going to give God because I know God got a way of doing things like that. Can you say amen? Some of you all, God going to bless your first fruit so this year, you're going to get more than you ever had in your entire life. Your raise ain't going to be a dollar or two dollars. Your raise going to be 5,000, 10,000, 20,000. That's how God works. Hallelujah. You come to the company giving to God, you should come with an attitude of worship. Watch this. When people are thankful and grateful, what do you have a tendency to do if you gave them something? You give it to them again. Why? Because they were appreciative, they were thankful, and they were grateful. It's hard not to bless somebody that's thankful and grateful. It's hard not to bless a child who is thankful and grateful. Thank you, mama. Oh, thank you so much, daddy. I really appreciate y'all, how y'all take care of me. It's hard not to bless an obedient child who's thankful and grateful, but them hard-headed ones... 
and worship the Lord. When you worship him, you're saying, I'm thankful. I'm grateful for what you have done. And I'll praise you every time you do it. Because I know I couldn't have done it on my own. I couldn't have went to school on my own. I couldn't have put out this application on my own. I couldn't have touched the boss's heart on my own. God, it was you that touched his heart. You have the heart of a king in your hand, and you turn You turned his heart. So I come to worship you every time. I'm not going to sit up here and look like no sour puss when I know that God been good to me. Let everybody else look angry. I'm going to be happy and blessed in the Lord. I come to worship and I'm going to accompany my first few with worship. Any worshipers in the house? Anybody here don't mind worshiping when you're giving something to the Lord? Hallelujah. Because the last time I checked, you can't outgive God. Not somebody said, you can't outgive God. The more you give to him, the more he'll give back to you. You can't, your, your God's pockets are deeper than your pockets. He got more in his pocket than you got in yours. You can't outbless God. God, I'll bless you any day. That's why the psalmist said, I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. You know why his praise is continually in my mouth? Because God, every time he turns around, God doesn't bless him. But right after by God, before he can finish blessing God, God doesn't bless them twice. This is reserved for those that will be obedient in doing what God says. Number five, the significance, it must be offered once and during each cycle of harvest, which was yearly in biblical times. It must, however, be noted that in this situation of multiple planting season within one year, first fruit often became or becomes due after each harvest exercise. What are you talking about after each harvest exercise? All right, let me read number, uh, 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 Nehemiah 10 and 35 says, and to bring the first fruit of our ground and the first fruits of all fruit of all trees year by year unto the house of the Lord. So in other words, hallelujah, every time you plant and you get a harvest within that year, you have a first fruit on top of each one that you planted and it became a harvest. Can you say amen? Yes, some of you, you got a, you have a habit of planting and, and, and sowing and that kind of stuff. And you sow more than the average person. Well, that means you got more than one harvest. You done planted over here. You done planted here. And you done planted here. God said, uh-huh, I've watched you plant. I've watched you sow. And so your harvest is going to come up. You're going to have first fruits all over the place because year by year, you're going to be blessed year by year. And if you went back to year one, up until where you are now, you'll see the trend where God has caused your graph to go up, 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 up. It ain't like the stock market you're dropping down. God is blessing you every year. Yeah. 
Some of you all done got it so much so until you so blessed you don't even know when your check done got in your, uh, yeah, done got in, uh, uh-huh, in your account. Some of y'all so blessed you didn't cash your check from last month. Some of y'all done got so blessed, oh, I, I got paid, I got paid. I ain't even know I got paid. Why? Because God been so good to you. Are you hearing? Somebody said, ooh, I want to get like that where I didn't even know that I got paid. I didn't even know that I got something in there. I ain't even, did I get paid on the first? What? I've been so blessed sometimes they say, oh, we miss your check, Bishop. You missed my check. Yeah, the, uh, we missed your check during the year. We missed two of your checks. Am I, t am I telling the right first lady? I didn't even know I missed no check. My checkbook looked right to me. And I'm always checking it. But ever did it, I ain't checking close enough. Then when they give me them two checks, I say, glory to God. I got something I ain't know I had. And that's how some of you are going to be. You're going to have something you didn't even know you had. Go back and recalculate it. Go back and add it up. God, it's going to be more than what you thought it was. Let me calm my little self down. I, I'm supposed to be just teaching to you. Thank you. Number six of significance. First root is the exclusive preserve of the one considered the nation's man of God. Now look what it says in 2 Kings 4 and 42. And there came a man from Elisha and brought the man of God bread of the first fruits. You see that? 20 loaves of barley and a full ears of corn in the husk thereof. And he said, give unto the people that they may eat. So he brought it to the man of God of the first fruits. And do you know what God does when you sow your first fruit? It normally goes through the priest's hands a lot of times. But it goes right back out to help somebody else. So we bring it to the house of God, to the man of God. Number seven, significance. The first fruit in the Hebrew is bakurum. Bakurum and literally means Promise to come. Say that with me. Promise to come. Say it again. Promise to come. And there is one who never breaks his promise. Y'all know who that is? Y'all know who that is? God never breaks his promise. And that is why the truth behind this promise to God, God help me right here. I'm about to get happy. In God's word is so powerful. 
Though long overlooked by many, this divine establishment of God's order of things is actually the root that governs the rest. When you keep first things first through faith and obedience, watch this, watch me now, you turn God's promise into provision. Would you look at someone beside you tell them say, you can turn God's promise into provision. Abundant provision. So the giving of first fruit must be done promptly along with the giving of the tithe according to uh, 2 Chronicles 31 and 5. Look at it. It says, and as soon as the commandment came abroad, the children of Israel brought in abundance the first fruits of corn, wine, and oil, and honey, and of all the increase of the field, and the and, and what? The tide of all things brought them in abundantly. So right along with the tide, they brought the first fruit. And they did it in abundant way. Because God blessed them abundantly. So the promise can be, uh-huh, the promise God, you can turn God's promise into provision. And many of us, we have visions, but we don't have the provision for the vision. So what we do when we obey God's word, we turn the promise into provision. So when we give, we're giving for the promise to come. How many of you know God that made you some promises? If you want to seal it according to first fruit giving, this is what you do. You turn that promise into a provision. And so your giving brings God on the scene. Kurum, promise to come. Woo! I got some promise that's coming. Say it with me. I got some promises coming. Look at somebody and say, you got some promises coming. And knowing that you have some promises coming, and you think about this first fruit thing, there are some overwhelming blessings that God wants you to have. Come on, help me preach. Look down your tip and say, there's some overwhelming blessings that God wants you to have. All right, let's look at them. Number one, givers of first fruit offering enjoys God's comprehensive insurance. Jeremiah 2 and 3 says God issued automatic judgment on whoever or whatever attempts to devour givers of first fruit. They better keep their mouth off of you. They better stop messing with you because God got something for them. Are you hearing me? Look what Jeremiah 2 and 3 says. Israel was holy, was holiness unto the Lord and the first fruits of his increase. All that devoured him shall offend Evil shall come upon them, saith the Lord. Amen. Keep your mouth off of people who are doing first fruit giving. Amen. You may find yourself in a pose to God. 
Don't get on the go. I ain't doing that. Don't, well, if you ain't going to do it, hush. You ain't going to give your tithes, hush. You ain't going to give your offering, hush. I'd rather be quiet and not get God on my case than to open my mouth. I'm already doing bad and God going, my God, the whipping he going to give me after I get through talking about something that he done already blessed. Here's another blessing. Number two, give us a first fruit giving. Receive a double portion of blessings. As you ask somebody, are you ready for your double portion? Look back at him and say, I am ready. <laughs> Not ready, but ready. Isaiah 6 and 1 and 7 says, instead of your shame, you will receive a double portion. Instead of disgrace, you will rejoice in your inheritance. And so you will inherit a double portion in your land and everlasting joy will be yours. See, God is about to give you everlasting joy for what, how he's going to bless your household. When God blesses you with a double portion, I'm telling you, you can't help yourself but have an overwhelming joy. Can you say amen? You can't help but have an everlasting joy. And don't get mad with nobody else because everybody else getting happy and excited about the blessings of the Lord. You don't get upset with them and start talking, well, it don't take all that. It ain't all that. It, ain't, it is all that. God gave me everlasting joy, and I'm going to enjoy life while I'm on this side, and I'm going to enjoy life on the other side. I'm not going to be sad, bad, and pitiful looking on this side. I'm going to enjoy all that God has put on this earth. The earth is the Lord, and the fullness thereof, and they that dwell in it. I'm telling you, I'm dwelling in this land with the fullness of God and with the blessings of God. You talk that noise if you want to. You go over in the other corner, but for me and my house, we're going to bless the Lord and go have everlasting joy because it's ours. Look at somebody say, it's my joy. It's my story. Let me tell my story. I want my double. You don't want yours? That's you. I want my double portion. Anybody else here with me? Jump up and shout. I want my double portion. You stayed seated so you didn't want it. All right. Oh, they didn't hear me. I'll give you another chance. You want your double portion? Jump up and say, I want my double portion. All right. You can sit back down. You can sit back down. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I want everything that God says in his word. I don't want God to cut no corners when it come to me. I want him to, I want him to open the floodgates. Open the floodgates of heaven. Yeah, I want it to rain, pour out, overflow. Else die to God of more than enough.
Well, see, don't let the devil trick you when you come to church. When, when we're giving you a scripture, don't try to look up the scripture then and try to let me come back everything. But no, I'm giving you this so you can go home and have your own personal Bible study because you might miss what I'm saying while you try having your own little thing going on. You need to listen to what I'm saying. Hear it all out, and then you go home and you see you critiquing. You do all that when you get to the house. Because you might miss the spirit of what I'm saying. Because the letter killeth where the spirit maketh alive. You can read the letter of it, but you didn't receive the spirit of it. Number three. Ooh, I'm just excited. Thank you. I got two or three with me, but that's all I need. God can be called upon to specifically, specific, special, specially favor the giver of first fruit. Ooh, you mean to tell me I could call for special favor? If I'm giving first fruit, I can call for special favor? You mean to tell me I can call God on my scene? I ain't doing too good right now. I need something. I need God to help me. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think this was going to happen this week, but something hit me, a test or a trial or a bill came that I wasn't expecting, and you mean to tell me if I do the first fruit giving, I can call for special favor from God? Yes, you can call on a special favor from God. Some of you that are going through right now, your first fruit is going to bring a special favor. Near about 13, 31 says, and for the wood offering at times appointed. Somebody shout at times appointed. And for the first fruits, remember me, oh my God, for good. In other words, you can tell, bring God to God and remember. Say, God, do you remember me? I'm the one that obeyed you. I'm the one that gave the first fruit. I'm the one you can get favor from God because you can remind him of what, you, what he said to do. I'm coming on down. Number four, the Old Testament text, Proverbs 3, 9 and 10. This is a state clearly that in the addition to honoring God, the giver of first fruit often, the giver also enjoys overflowing blessing from the almighty God. Oh, I'm about to enjoy overflowing blessing from God. Are you hearing me? Overflow. I'm not just going to get a blessing. I'm going to have overflowing blessing. Are you hearing me? Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruit of all thine, in all thy increase, so that thy bonds be filled with plenty. Y'all see that? Somebody shout plenty. Now what does plenty mean? Plenty mean plenty. It means a whole lot. And thy presence shall burst out. In other words, you're going to have so much until it's going to burst out. <laughs> Ooh, I don't believe that. That's up to you. Hey, I don't know. Well, we receive it. long as I've been here on this earth, God has been blessing left and right. 
I've seen God bless your life since I've been here these 31, going on 32 years pastor this church. I've seen your life. I've seen what God did in your life. I've seen how he brought you out. I've seen how he brought you over. I've seen how he brought you through. I've seen what God can do with somebody that will be consistent in their obedience to God. Now watch this, number five. Here's a, another overwhelming. The Old Testament text refer, uh, uh, further implies that the honor rendered unto God by the giver of the first fruit automatically attracts a greater dimension of honor from God. He's going to bring you before people that will bring you honor. Look what he says here in 1 Samuel 2 and 30. Wherefore the Lord God of Israel said, I said indeed that thy house and the house of thy father should walk before me forever. Whose house? My house and the father's house. But now the Lord said, be it far from me. For them that honor me, I will honor. And they that despise me shall be lightly esteemed. When I honor God with this, it brings honor to me. Are you hearing me? I'm, it, you know, it's about over. I'm, I'm going to put a band-aid on. You're going to stop bleeding in a minute. Number six, first fruits are giving the first portion to God. Is that right? He's giving the first portion to God. All right? Romans eleven sixteen says, if the part of the dough offered as first fruit is holy, then the whole batch is holy. If the root is holy, so are the branches. So this is in your notes. Giving the first portion of your finances to God will cause all of your finances for the rest of the year to be holy. Let me see if I got this right. The first portion of any portion belongs to God. He said the first of all the first fruit, the first of the offering, the first of anything that you get, the first of the, the tithe is the first part. It's the first. In other words, what God is telling us, he's first. Come on, somebody shout and say, God is first. He will always be first. So first fruit causes God to treat your finances as holy, giving you favor with God because your finances are connected to the first fruit offering. In other words, when you put God first, he puts you first. Let me see if I got this right. If I put God first, he puts me first. And then number seven, First fruit causes a blessing to rest on your house. Ooh. Oh, my, my, my God. I think we're going to close out with this. Brother Organist. Ezekiel 44 and 30. The first of all first fruits of every kind and every contribution of every kind from all of your contributions shall be for the priests. And you shall also give to the priest the first of your dough to cause a blessing to rest on your house. Now, he could have asked anybody else to do it. 
But here he said the priest got to be the one to do it. The one that's deemed as a man of God is got to say a blessing to rest on your house. So what do we gather from this teaching, y'all? Is that first fruits impart a blessing on your house. It brings additional blessings. Like someone said, well, you know, I'm blessed already, but I'm telling you that it brings blessings that will rest. Not blessings going and coming. I'm talking about a blessing that will rest. That's what the scriptures say. It hovers. Hebrew word for that rest is hover. Hovers over your house. In other words, there's not a time that your house is not blessed. Why? Because you got the hovering. Ah, it, don't, it, it don't go nowhere. It just stays in the air. And yet, ah, that's why we say I got favor that's over my life. Are y'all hearing me up in here? And so you want the blessing to rest. Ah, land on your house. And it just stays there. Touch somebody and tell them, say, that's what we need at our house. Uh, we need the blessings from God that stays on our house. That rests on our house. That's what I need. You see, many times a financial blessing is not our main need or concern. Having a blessing on your home possesses, uh, uh, positions you to have healing in your physical. Having a blessing on your home consists of you having spiritual things in your life. Having a blessing on your home consists of emotional needs. Now you can say what you want, but when I look at these homes all around, you can, you can agree with me that we need some emotional needs uh, help in our homes. When I look at these children and how they acting in the homes. When I look at the man in the house and how he done went cuckoo for Cocoa Pops. And when I look at that woman and she act like my God, that God done just turned her head all the way around. We need emotional needs. We need emotional help in our homes. We need it in our schools and we need it in our bodies. Can you say amen? And when first fruits are not only to do the benefits, but you're, but listen, but you're saved, you're saved and you're unsaved. Loved ones need God in their life. And if first fruit gonna bring all of that in my home, I need to give my first fruit every time I think about it. And when I don't think about it, Lord, remind me of what you blessed me with. Because if God don't give you no first fruits, then you ain't got nothing to give. Y'all ain't hearing me. But if God give you the first fruit, then you got something to give. And y'all know what my prayer is, Lord, don't just bless me with one first fruit, but bless me with many first fruits so that my giving can go up. 
so that I can receive the blessing, so that I can have it to rest on my house. Can you say amen? Now, I don't know nobody, nobody that's saved or unsaved that don't want God blessing on their life. Even the unsaved are asking to be people of God to pray for them when they're in trouble. Even if, if, if they're in the juke junk and they find somebody that's saved, they'll tell you, pray for my life because my life is in a bad way. Can you say amen? I'm glad I came today. Look at somebody and say, I'm glad I came today because I know the Lord is making a way for my life. Can you say amen? If I go anywhere, if I go anywhere, if I go anywhere from here now, I'm not going down, I'm going up. Can you say amen? Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, oh neighbor, neighbor. If I go anywhere, I'm going up from here. I got to go up from this place. Can you say amen? I done messed around and got a little bit more knowledge of the word of God. Satan should have got me when he thought he had me. But I done messed around and got revived, got restored, got renewed, got rekindled. Can you say amen? And now, somebody shout now, I'm going up from where I am. If you by your spouse, grab them by the hand and tell them, say, baby, we going up from where we are right now. If you don't have a spouse, but to find somebody you can touch and agree with, say, we going up from where we are right now. Tell us I refuse, I refuse to stay where I am. I'm going up, can't nobody stop me. The devil can't stop me. God got my life in his hand. And can't nobody, say it like I said, nobody, nobody can stop me now. somebody tells her, I know it's been hard. I know it's been hard. You haven't had your way all the time. But God is working on it. He's working on something that's going to mess you up in a good way. God is working on something. Tell him you want to know what he's working on. He's working on me. I knew me. It's coming out of me. He's working on me. I'm about to get better. I'm about to get right. I'm not going to stay where I am. I'm going to be a new child. A new child of God. A 
new man or new woman. Something new is coming out of me. Shout glory. I will not be the same. I will not stay the same. I'm coming out a new way. I'm coming out with my hands up. I'm coming out with victory. Somebody shout victory. Victory in my home. Victory in my house. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm glad to be on the hallelujah side. I'm glad to be on the blessed side. I'm glad to be on the called out side. He called me out of darkness into a marvelous light. Look where the Lord brought me from, a mighty long way. Give three people a high five and say, he brought me a mighty long way. A mighty long way. I come too far to turn around now. I come too far for me to turn around now. I come too far for me to go back where I went before. I'm like a little African boy. I no go back. God done brought me too far. Can you say amen? Give somebody a high five and say I won't go back. I won't go back. I no go back. I'm gonna keep on moving. I'm gonna keep on striving. I'm gonna keep on moving. I'm gonna keep on thriving. Cause God brought me this far. Can you shout glory? He gonna put a smile on my face when it should have been a frown. He's turning it around. Say yeah. Shout yes. Yeah. I'm glad today that he done brought me out. He threw me out of many waters. Shout glory. Brought me out of quicksand. I was sinking fast. But he threw something in there to get me out. He threw a raft when I was drowning. Can you shout glory? Now I'm on my feet. I refuse to fall down. I may stumble, but I ain't going to fall. I may stumble back, but I refuse to go down. Can you shout yes? Yeah! Yeah! Oh, y'all done made me got happy up here. I done got too happy. Thank you, Lord, for the first fruit teaching. Listen, I got one more Sunday to talk about this. But you need to really know why it's significant in your life. You need to know the overwhelming blessings that God's got for you when you trust him to do it. You need to know. My people perish for the lack of knowledge. 
two reasons. They didn't get it or they rejected it. They never got it or they rejected it. I pray that that's not said by the winning church. Uh, I pray you have everything that you need to make a good decision. You decide what you're going to do with the teaching that you get. When we teach you about marriage and husband and wife, you decide whether you're going to become a better man to your wife so you can have an awesome marriage, marital relationship. You decide. But I've been teaching this thing, I've been preaching 39 years. 39 years. And some of you all, they've been in my life 39 years. But as long as you've been here, you've been hearing me talk about marriage and becoming a man of God, becoming a woman of God. Those that have been in men talk all these years. <laughs> Grade yourself. Look at yourself. Have I just been here just to hear the bishop talk? Or am I, is, he, is my life being changed by the word of God? What, now, you're you saying something to me. Either the word of God is none effect, it is not powerful, it is not right, it's not real, or it's you. So is it the word of God or is it you? Come on, come on. Let's forget about your money right now. Let's forget about your title and how long you've been saved and you're an elder, you're a bishop, you're a Pope, you what are you, dicey, prelate, uh, you know, renowned uh, chief apostle. Let's forget that. Let's forget all about that. Let's forget about that for a moment. How has the word of God changed your life for the better? Now, if you could sit there with your with a, with a, with a, with a ball face and say. Well, God ain't changed me. I'm my, I'm my own man. You are in rebellion. Ma'am, sir, you are in rebellion. You are rebellious, sir. You need to, you need to get somewhere and repent to God for being rebellious. Just stay right where I am. Ain't nobody gonna change me. Ain't nobody gonna change me. I ain't gonna do nothing. I'm just gonna stay right here. God has never blessed anything to stay right where it is. When He blesses a seed, what that seed does, it grows. You can't tell God how He you how how you, you want Him to make you grow. You grow like He want you to grow. But if you if you you do stuff like that, you're in rebellion. Let me tell you something. If you're spiritual enough, you'll see rebellion all around you. They look good. They, they, they talk good. They, you know, they make them look good, a little money and everything, but they still in rebellion. They're in rebellion. 
Some of you looking at me with that little smirk on your face. You just in rebellion, sir, ma'am. I can't put it no place. See, you think you know you you not you looking for one of these user friendly preachers, but you know I, I love to have fun. But I, but listen, I'm bought with a price too. And I don't care how long you've been with me. I got listen. I got enough sense with. When I got to tell you something, I'm gonna tell it. If I don't tell you, God gets me. But now, let's, let's talk. What, what you going to do with this rebellion? What you going to do with it? I ain't ready to do that teaching yet. That's rebellion. He don't make me what to do. That's rebellion. I'll tell you something. that they don't have enough counselors to counsel people. I went to a, a counseling agency and they had on their head one day, but they looking for more counselors because they got so many people that all, everybody talking about they need counseling. That's not true. Everybody need obedience. Because I've been in many counseling sessions. They don't want counseling. They just want you to take their side. Because you know how I know? I'm coming to counseling, but my husband ain't coming. We can't counsel you. Where the man at? I'm coming. I want to talk to you, Bishop, me and you one-on-one. -on -one. I ain't bringing my wife. I can't counsel you. You ain't in this by yourself. It's both of y'all together. You ain't single. I can't, we can we can counsel a single person together, me and Freddie. But you ain't single. If you got trouble, y'all got to get that together before you come talk about you want some counseling. You gotta say, okay, we got to go. We got to go, and we got to be we got to be honest. We got to be truth. We got to tell truth. Don't be beating around the bush. Hallelujah. And all of these things that people have, they can get fixed just like that. Just like that. What's your problem? Well, he always put his dirty clothes on the floor and that go to the dirty hamper right there. He just throw them on the floor. Well, you can fix that real quick. All right, brother, stop throwing your stuff on the floor. Put it in the hamper. That was fixed. Well, she just keep charging up everything on the card, and, and she know we got debt, this and that and other. All right, now you're gonna have to stop charging. We're gonna take your card. Fixed. The ladies didn't like that one, but it's all right. You can fix it. You just don't wanna fix it. You wanna wallow in your pity. You wanna be right. You it's more important for you to be right than to do what's right. You're right in your own eyes. It's according to your truth, and your truth stinks. But it's my truth, and I believe. That's why you've been single three times. 
keep it up, you're going to be singing a fourth time. You know, you know people can only take so much. The Bible tells us not to divorce, but divorce is not inevitable. Some folk going to get it. Some people go, I can't take it. I'm walking out. That's it. That's it. Don't worry about it, Bishop. I'm going to fix this real quick. One lady told me, said, Bishop, don't even worry about counseling that I got it. I'll take it. I got it. I already took care of this. Stamp denied. Hit it. Because I can't fix it. Only you listen to the Lord, obeying the Lord will fix it. You know, if I really told you what I really felt a lot of time, I would tell uh, Sister Rose, don't even put them on the books because I, I, I don't want them wasting my time and I don't want to, I don't want to waste their time because I'm about tired of them. Because they ain't listened the first five times I talked to them. That's what I really want to say. You ain't done the first five, first five times we got, you didn't do nothing we told you. You think I'm gonna have some kind of uh, magical potion and, and, and hit you with a wand or something? No! It's time for the, the real church to stand up and get ourselves together and quit messing around. You can fix everything just like that. Matter of fact, you go home and say, listen, baby, let's sit down at the table. We're gonna fix all this. I'm going to swallow my ego, and you're going to swallow yours. We're going to stop fighting over this petty mess. That's what it is, pettiness. Soon as something happened to one of y'all, now all that pettiness go all out the, go all out the window. Oh, dear, I just love them. And you were saying that a few days ago. Love them while they're here now. And push all that pettiness aside. Everybody look at me somebody. He look like he mean that. I do. Because see, I want to see you do good. I want to see you do right. I want you to be made whole. I want you to have a good relationship like me and First Lady. I want y'all to have a marital bliss. We in love, y'all. And I want you to be in love. Hallelujah. And if you don't want nobody, just be in love with Jesus. So I don't want nobody, Bishop, but just be in love with Jesus. I, I can go with you now. Be in love with Jesus. Hallelujah. Don't clam up on me now. You listen to what I'm telling you. Now, I want to see you in the same spot. Because some of y'all, I'm going to remind you what I just said today. I know it's going to be down the road. You're going to come with that little sourness and going to be talking that fool. I'm saying, did you remember what I said when I was talking about first fruit? I know you were here because I was looking at you. Hallelujah. Come on, put your hand together and give God praise. I got it quick. Everybody stand up. 
I need you to stay to the end. I got. I need to give out something. God's intention is that man lives a life of true dominion, comfort, and overwhelming blessings. Realizing that this divine desire depends on man's prompt, total, and consistent obedience to God's instruction, one of which is giving up first fruit.